Welcome, Nexus Church family, to our series we've titled Savage. In the series, we're examining three individuals that were normal people. And in fact, they, they dealt with things that we deal with, fear, struggles, difficulties, roadblocks. They faced things, but yet through the power of God, they went through to the other side. And it is my hope that as we go through this very short series that we will find our fight again. We've been in a a season, if you will, where people have really been struggling, struggling to find where they are in this world again. It seems as if the, the, the societal disruption that was brought about with COVID has continued to linger. It, it, it revealed something that was underneath the surface of so many lives, and we've never been the same. And so as we go forward in this new reality, we need to learn to fight again, to rise up, to, to dig deep down and find within ourselves the ability to face those things that seem impossible to get through and rise up again. And today we are looking at an individual that is extremely hidden in the Old Testament in the book of First Chronicles. Now, he is found in other parts as well, in the history part of the Old Testament. But there's one particular part where he kind of gets set apart from a list of very mighty men in David's army. Now, Benaiah, maybe you've never heard of his name before, came from a long line of individuals who, who were pretty special. Again, not known in the Christian world, but in the Bible, they had their day. And so, Benaiah comes from a lineage, a lineage where his father was a priest. He was a leader. His grandfather was known as one of the bravest men of the city. And Benaiah himself rose up in the ranks of David's army, and he became a leader in one of his most mighty men. He wasn't among the three, as we will read, but he was among the leaders of the mighty men. What we would call maybe a secret service. And in fact, he rose up, and outside of those mighty men, he became a mercenary, or a part of the black ops team where he went out for David and did his business in taking care of the enemies. We'll leave it at that. You can go read about it in the Bible. The point is, is today, Benaiah did some pretty cool things. And what I find that is important for us to take from this today is the fact that he was consistent. As we read our passage from 1 Chronicles chapter 11, verses 20 through to 25, we are going to see that something was consistent about Benaiah. He was consistent. He faced difficulties, but he was consistent. He continued to do what God called him to, even in the face of what seemed impossible. He faced those difficulties head on, didn't give up. So today I want to read this crazy account of a man who faced his enemies 
with the power of her God. There was also Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant warrior from Kebzeel. He did many heroic deeds, which included killing two champions of Moab. Another time, on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. Once armed only with a club, he killed an Egyptian warrior who was seven feet tall and who was armed with a spear as thick as a weaver's beam. I have no idea how thick that is, but the guy was seven feet tall. He had to have a pretty big spear. Benaiah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Deeds like these made Benaiah as famous as David's three mightiest warriors, and David made him captain of his bodyguard. (laughs) All these amazing things that David did, he rose up to be a special person. But in the middle of it all, like, he did what to a lion? He chased it into the pit on a snowy day. Like, where did that come from? Why did God include that in the Bible? It's mind-blowing, right? Like, chasing a lion, like, that is crazy enough. But he chased it into a pit. Now, if you know anything about, especially predators, they don't get cornered, right? Like, they are the ones chasing. They are the ones cornering their prey. And so we have a predator that gets chased by a man into a pit. Why in the world he includes on a snowy day, I have no idea. But lions and snow don't mix, right? Like, that's just not something we see in nature. So somehow Beniah gets this lion into a pit, and he's down with him on a snowy day. This has got everything written on it of, guy's not going to make it out alive, right? You don't corner a lion. They get angry. They have claws. They have teeth. And they have this, this fight about them that when you corner them, they will fight until their death. Last time I checked, lions are a lot bigger and a lot more ferocious than you or I. So here is Benaiah. Fighting a lion. Now, we are not facing a lion quite like a real lion in our lives, right? We we have lions that are sin, that are constantly fighting against us. And we can we can chase it into a pit just like a real lion. And we get it cornered, and we leave it there. So many of us have these hidden sins or flaws or bad habits or whatever you may call it that we've just allowed to hang out in that pit. We've, we've got it cornered. It's in a safe place where nobody sees it. Maybe we've forgotten about it. We've, just, we've hidden it in our lives. We forgot about it. What is it for you that's hiding in the dark? Just sitting there. Maybe it creeps up every once in a while. Put it back down. Have to tame that lion a little bit. Put it back in its corner. Paul puts it this way in Colossians 3, 5, that we are to put to death 
the sinful, earthly things lurking within us in shadow places. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolatry, worshiping the things of this Yes, the lion you chased into that pit, it's a problem. But I want you to hear this today. Another way to look at it, it's your greatest opportunity. Yes, it's your problem, but also it's your greatest opportunity. You can land with a pit, into a pit with a lion on a snowy day, and it seems like the end of the road. Here it is. You must take care of that lion because eventually the snow will melt and the lion will get out. Eventually, that, that thing that you've hidden in the pit, it'll come out. It'll come out somehow. Know that that, that thing that you put in there, it wants to creep out but it also is God's doorway to your next level. It's an opportunity for you to experience the freedom that is available in Christ, that thing that, that haunts you, that bad habit, that addiction, that character flaw, that, that, that thing that's got you. We all have them. Let's just be honest today. I have it. You have it. We as humankind, we have all a common thing. We, we bleed red. We sin. We are corrupted people. We will be that way until we meet Jesus face to face someday. We're going to wrestle with it. And my hope for you is that we can find some freedom in your life. One thing at a time. So what is that one thing that you want to find freedom of today? That you want to go forward with? What is that lion that, that's cornered in your life that you put there, but you haven't put it to death? It's, it's not as bad as it once was. We've got to kill that lion. Be done with it. It's an opportunity for you to experience the power of God in your life. To see God move. To see freedom. It's not going to be something that you just, you know, pull up your bootstraps and, and saddle up and, and get that holster on and, and now let's go fight, right? It's not something you can do on your own. It's through the power of God. The power of the Holy Spirit inside of you that you can rise up. But you have to face it. Because though the power of the Holy Spirit is, is real and it's available for you, you have to be the person that says, I want to face it. I want to find freedom. Holy Spirit is available. It's waiting. It's waiting for you to step through that door of opportunity. It's waiting for you to jump down into that pit and take that spear and finish that line. It's time to finish off that line because your biggest regret someday when you get to the end of it all and you look back your biggest regret is not not all the things that you failed at and that's that's not what we're going to regret we're going to regret not finishing off the lines in our life yeah you might fail and that's many reasons why we let those lines just sit there because we failed in the past and, and we did battle and we messed it up. We gave up too soon. We didn't keep fighting. We let the things in this world corrupt us. 
biggest regret was that we didn't finish it out. So keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep facing those lions, man. So today, we're going to stop running away. And we're going to start chasing those opportunities God brings us. Here's three points that I just want you to think about when you're saddling up to kill that lion. You're going to need these in your toolbox as you, as you face those lions and as you look to God to be that source of strength for you. And the first one is, I don't want you to forget who you are or where you come from. Don't forget who you are or where you come from. You are a child of God. You are a prince or a priest. You are a princess or a priestess. You are part of the family of God. You are a child of God, according to 1 Peter. You are royalty. Beniah was a son of a priest. He looked to his heritage and said, I am something. I have identity. I have a purpose. I have a God to represent. I will not let this lion defeat me. Listen to how Isaiah 43, 1 through 3 put it. He says, I have called you. God has called you by my name. You are mine. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You have a heritage. You have somebody that backs you. That is the creator of the universe, the creator of all things. He has your back. You have a king to fight for, and he is with you. So remember your heritage. Remember where you come from. And number two, remember your external circumstances can't handle your internal power. What's inside you? What's inside you? Your, your external circumstances cannot become an excuse for not stepping up. You have something inside of you that's greater than what's out there in the world, that's, that's facing you, that, that's pressing in on you, that's saying, give up, step back. Don't go forward. It's not worth it. You're just going to get hurt again. You're just going to fail again. You're going to look like an idiot. You're going to look like a fool. They're not going to believe you. You've lost it. Go safely back into your place and find, find joy where you can. Don't let that happen to you. Don't let that lion just sit there and win the day. Get back at it. If you have a devotional life, if, if prayer is your first language, if the Spirit of God lives within you, then there's nothing that can handle what God has placed inside of you. There is nothing. God is greater. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? And what you have is greater than anything out there. Anything. 
Well, don't go outside of God's will and God's plan and what God has for you, the track that he has for you. What he asks of you in the scripture to love and to care and to be, to be generous. To be a light in a dark place. Like, follow his path. Let his word be a light to your path. Follow him. And if you do, you are victorious. You have something greater inside of you. Listen to 1 John 4, 4, where the writer says, you have already won a victory because God who lives in you is greater than he who is in the world. So remember, your external circumstances, what you are facing, cannot handle your internal power. It's through the Holy Spirit. Number three, you are not trapped in a pit with a lion. The lion is trapped in a pit with you. A lion is trapped in a pit with you. We have to, we have to flip the script. We have, to, we have to change what we think inside of our head. This is something that I know I need to remind myself of regularly. I, I have a tendency to, to think that I am defeated when in truth, anything that's facing me is already defeated. We are victorious. We are the ones who win in the end. We may lose the battle. We're going to have defeat in our life. That's part of life. We are people who fail and make mistakes, and we go outside of what God has. And he uses it to train us, to, to make us more like him. We get stronger and wiser and more empathetic for others. He uses it for good. But truly, we are victorious. You are victorious. And so the, well, I want to tell you today that that line has been allowed to run for far too long. That sin, that bad habit, that, that empathetic spirit, that, that retreat, that I just don't want to fight no more. I've, I've given my time. I'm just going to sink back. It's been allowed to run for far too long. You are victorious. It's time to kill that line because that line is impacting others. It's not just destroying you. It's destroying your family. It's destroying your workplace. It's destroying your school. It's destroying everything around you. It has an impact. Whether you've hidden it in a corner, in a pit, where nobody else can see it, it is influencing everything around you. And you probably don't even realize it. Why? Because it's impacting your relationship with God. And when your relationship with God is impacted, when it's been clouded, when it's been kind of just foggy at best, it's not clear. You and God aren't in the right relationship that he desires for you and him. It impacts everything. So stop that lying now. Face it. The power of the Holy Spirit inside you. Face it and destroy it. Rise up. Don't let it out again. Don't let it out again. Go in the power of Jesus Christ. He is victorious. And because he is victorious, you will be victorious.
Isaiah 54, 17 puts it this way. No weapon formed against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. This is the heritage of the people who serve the Lord, and this is their righteousness coming from me, declares the Lord. What is that longing today? What do you need for today? Turn to it, face it, and ask God to give you the strength to put it to death. And may I encourage you to reach out to people that you can trust, that can keep you accountable, that when you face it, you won't be facing it alone. You will be facing it with God's people who He placed in your life to be powerful, to be successful. Father, I pray for every person listening today that they will face their lines today, whether it's a habit, whether it's a sin, whether it's an addiction, whether it's just apathy. Whatever it is that they are facing, I pray that you will, in the power of the Holy Spirit, give them strength and send people around them so that they can face these lions and not let them win in their life again. That it will stop impacting their lives around them. That they will rise up and find the freedom that is available for them and they can be victorious warriors for Jesus. In your name, we pray. Thank you for joining us today, Mrs. Church family. And I look forward to next week when we will face another amazing person who rose up in the face of so much conflict and did the impossible with the power of God. We'll see you then.